Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and in today's episode, it's just going to be me and you talking about the three pillars of this podcast. Yes, Mind, Body, and Business, more specifically, the mental, physical, and professional sides of success, what I've learned, and ways that you can grow in all of these areas. So here we are, episode five. I am almost in disbelief because this podcast was such a big idea, such a dream. And to be five episodes deep just really humbles me and makes me feel so grateful. Um, Speaking of grateful, thank you so much to everyone. Or, you know, if this is your first time listening, you can join the party uh, who has posted a review, shared a rating, a kind word on social media. I really appreciate the good energy. It keeps me going and it makes me excited to get in front of this mic and continue these conversations with you. Uh, Before we jump in today's episode, I just want to remind you, if this is your first time listening to the Mind, Body and Business podcast, I strongly encourage you to check out one or all of the previous episodes. Uh, Of course, episode one included that 21 day challenge. So if you are trying to jumpstart or reignite your fitness journey, that is a great episode to help you get started. We tapped into our inner Beyonce's. Yes, even the brothers got an inner Beyonce. (laughs) And we talked about regaining motivation after a setback. That was a really good one. Episode two was Beyond the Box. And it's where I had the opportunity to share some of the things that I've gone through Uh, the non-conventional methods I use to achieve success in various areas of my life. Sometimes we're led to believe that things have to be done a very specific way to be successful. And that's just not the case. Of course, there is a blueprint, but I believe in following the U-print. Those actions, those methods, a very unique path to success that varies from person to person. And uh, that podcast episode really gives you some insight and perspective on creating your U-print. Probably my favorite episode to date so far, even though we're only five episodes deep, including this one, is Piece of PJ. I had the opportunity to speak with Grammy award-winning artist PJ Morton. Oh my gosh, he dropped so many gems. And we know him as this amazing artist, performed with Maroon 5, Super Bowl stages, collaborated with Stevie Wonder, won so many Grammys as an independent artist, but he really gave a lot of gems in terms of life lessons, how he didn't compromise throughout his career, and how self-trust helped him achieve the success that he is enjoying today. He also talked about money and one of the biggest lessons that he learned about money. And of course, episode four was Lost and Found with Yonetta Spring, who is an amazing therapist, talked a lot about self-love and depression and ways that we can naturally heal ourselves by using what the earth has given us, enjoying nature, paying attention to our breath, showing ourselves grace. So if you have not listened to any of the previous podcast episodes, go ahead and cue them up. You can listen to them during your commute to work, while you're walking around the neighborhood, or just doing errands around the house. Definitely some feel-good vibes. So what to expect from today's episode? The three pillars of mind, body, and business. Mental, physical, and professional insight. And starting things off with mind, specifically your mindset. I saw a quote that said, doubting yourself is normal, 
Letting it stop you is a choice. There were times in my life where I was working to achieve a goal that I felt was a little scary outside of my comfort zone and I experienced self-doubt, but I would look at other people just appear to be so bold, so courageous, so confident in the pursuit of their dreams. And I always felt like something was wrong with me. So reading this quote makes me feel so seen. (laughs) Doubting yourself is normal. What? Listening right now, maybe you're relieved that it's not just you as well. Um, But the second part of this quote is, letting it stop you is a choice. So in essence, it's not the self-doubt that stops you from being successful. It is the fear. And when I think about the relationship between doubt and fear, one experience pops in my mind, and that is when I finally got over the fear, not self-doubt, but I got over the fear of pursuing a radio career. When I was in college at Florida A&M University, working at 90.5 The Flavor Station in Tucker Hall back in the late 90s, I was just so passionate about radio. I looked forward to it every day. I got my first commercial radio job as a sophomore in college. You know, I was always up and down Tucker Hall in the School of Journalism, just in the mix. And when I graduated, I was fearful. I think that when you graduate from college, you naturally have some doubt. Like, am I going to get a job that makes me happy? What's going to happen after I graduate? Am I fully ready for adulthood? Those questions creep in. And I love that this quote says, doubting yourself is normal. Letting it stop you is a choice. And I let the doubt about my ability to secure a radio job and be successful at it. I let that doubt stop me from pursuing that dream. And I went and got a regular, you know, nine to five job. And I did that for about four or five years before I finally decided to go forward in radio, even though it was not paying me as much as my nine to five, my office job, even though I was a single mother with two young children at the time, I knew that fear was something I would have to get over. And if I didn't overcome that fear, I wouldn't be where I am today. So when I think about mental clarity and the mindset for success as it relates to making those big decisions, those scary decisions where doubt is standing in the way between you and your dream and you are just afraid to go for it, success requires curiosity and success also comes with risk. There are really no failures because if you go after something and it doesn't work out the way you want it to, there's always a lesson inside of that. Always which gives you the ability to come back better, to be smarter and more strategic in your approach. Perspective is everything. Unless it is something that is going to cause physical harm or that is really dangerous, if the desire is there, I'm going to go for it. (laughs) And I'm just going to take the L if I don't get the outcome that I want. And that L stands for lesson, not loss. Again, perspective, right? There are no losses, there are only lessons. And so I think that that is a very important mindset that you must embrace as you are pursuing a goal, whether you are trying to lose weight, start a new business, understand that things don't always work out the way you want them to, but they do work out the way they're supposed to. You will learn to be more optimistic and see the good in every situation because it is there. And you won't let doubt stop you from going after that thing you want. I also continue to learn more each day how important mindset is 
especially running an online business. I have an apparel line and I've had to deal with some not so happy customers. You know, maybe they ordered a size large and they should have ordered a medium or I shipped the wrong thing. And I'm gonna tell y'all a little secret. When you see a small business and you send an email and you get a response that says, we are so sorry for the inconvenience, that we is probably that one business owner because the business owner is answering the emails, filling the packages, (laughs) uh, doing all the graphics, managing the online store. I mean, it's a struggle out here as an entrepreneur. But again, I continue to learn so much about how important it is to be grounded and calm in stressful situations because I am naturally a people pleaser and not a people pleaser where I'm I'm compromising who I am, but I just want people who do business with me, who are a part of my life, who I interact with often, I want them to have a positive experience. So it took some time and I'm still working on me, okay? It took some time for me to learn to accept criticism and respond to it appropriately. When you think about the mindset of the most successful people, they are resilient to stress and pressure And they also become proactive and decisive. And sometimes when I respond to unhappy customers or I find myself in a tense situation with someone else and I'm able to calmly respond, it feels like an outer body experience. Like, oh my gosh, who is this? Who am I? I'm so calm. I'm so patient (laughs) because it took time for me to get here. But it is a mindset that is required to be successful. I tell people all of the time, especially young ladies that come to me for mentorship, is that you cannot be in your feelings when you're making a professional decision. You really have to know when to pause how to process, then be proactive in your professional interactions, not just for people who are entrepreneurs, but on your nine to five, because you are going to be in situations where you're dealing with difficult people or maybe not difficult people, but people who have just experienced something negative and they're bringing that energy to you. So I can tell you from experience that a success mindset is a thing that triggers strategic thinking. It helps build up your confidence and it helps you make those adjustments when things don't go as planned. Moving on to body as we talk about the three pillars of this podcast, mind, body, and business. So we talked about mental clarity and mindset and now your physical well-being and how that ties into your success as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a professional, a mother, a husband, a wife, a father, a teammate, a community member. Physical well-being is so important because it impacts the way that you feel and your emotions have a direct impact on your actions and the decisions that you make in every single area. So you better believe being well physically is not just good for aesthetics, it is good for every single area of your life. And one of my biggest lessons that I did not really learn until I was in my 30s is the importance of having a good relationship with physical fitness. Nowadays, the kids don't get it much as when I was young, but I remember growing up taking PE, having to get out and run around and doing those time tests where you ran a mile and you did push-ups and you were physically active. So it became my everyday routine. It, it was normal as a child growing up. But then when you become an adult, it becomes optional. And that's when <laughs> things can start to go downhill. So I didn't understand the importance of eating healthy, not just for the sake of maintaining a healthy weight, but also providing my body with the nutrients that it needs. But I would say the most toxic time in my life with physical fitness 
was when I was preparing for my bodybuilding competition. And I will say that like when I was going through the process, I was really proud of myself because I was doing something that was way outside of my comfort zone. I got so strong. I had so many muscles, but I was so hungry. Even though I was stronger, I didn't enjoy the pressure that I was putting on my body. And so when I finally did the bodybuilding competition, because I was in a cycle of going to the gym every day, doing a certain amount of cardio, only eating a certain amount of carbs per day, not getting very good sleep. I was on a lot of supplements and I was having to wean myself off of all of that and get back to quote unquote normal, which I didn't know what that normal was because I was in this cycle of training for this bodybuilding competition. So I was on this roller coaster of three, four days eating like I did when I was prepping for my bodybuilding competition. And then three, four days of literally eating six cupcakes and a slice of pizza, you know, and it was just up and down. I had a very toxic relationship with fitness and nutrition, if I'm going to be honest. And that whole experience for me to get out of that, it took me almost a year. And what I learned from that is that I cannot have a toxic relationship with fitness. Like I cannot look at exercise as a chore. I need to figure out ways to enjoy it and to really understand how moving my body benefits my body. The top thing on my list in terms of benefits of exercise is the mood, the vibes, the way you feel after you exercise. Oh my goodness. Our bodies naturally produce hormones that bring us joy. There's serotonin. You experience endorphins and all of those things when you move your body, not just necessarily exercising, but when you're dancing, when you're physically active, it just makes you feel better. Movement is medicine. One of the most noticeable things for me is that after I exercise and I try to recall anything that was stressing me out before I exercised, it didn't seem as magnified. It didn't seem like such a big deal. Or I gained clarity on how to address the situation. So exercise not only gives you that mood boost, but it kind of gives you the opportunity to pause and see things with a clear mind because you have positive, happy hormones in the mix. So as an adult, I look at exercise in my life the same way it was in my life when I was a child, when I was going through grade school, middle school, high school. It was required. It was part of my daily routine. And so physical activity is just as important as brushing your teeth, as going to the bathroom, as washing your body, as eating meals throughout the day. So I know we started this conversation talking about mindset, but the right mindset is required for you to shift your attitude about physical fitness and what it means for you in the way that you feel and the way that your body functions so that when you're older, you can continue to enjoy life. It always trips me out when I meet people who are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, some in their late 20s, and they make all of these reckless choices with nutrition, really sedentary, don't move their bodies. And they also work really hard to achieve professional goals because they believe they're setting themselves up to maybe retire later on in life or to travel more or to live life on their terms. And if you are not taking care of your body now, you're not going to be able to enjoy life later. Deepening your relationship with physical activity is a must. Physical fitness also means giving your body a break when it needs it. So this is for all of my folks that have a problem 
pressing pause when it comes to going to the gym. You got to be up in there every day and you feel guilty when you don't exercise. This is not good either, especially if you are trying to tone up. You are trying to build muscle. Muscle is metabolically active. It requires calories to grow and it requires rest to grow. And so if you want to improve your body's ability to burn calories, you must rest. If you want more mental clarity, you must rest. If you want to be more creative, if you want your mind to function better, to give you new ideas, if you want those headaches to go away, rest could be the answer. It's so interesting because I think that our bodies are constantly communicating with us. And if our bodies could use words, you know, if you're having a headache, your body's probably saying, drink some water, lay down. Or if your stomach is bubbling, your body is probably saying, please stop eating all that dairy. <laughs> you know, uh, if your back is hurting, your body may be trying to communicate something to you about your posture, the way you're sitting, the way you're picking up heavy loads. So it's so important to be present and listen to our bodies. Like, how do you feel right now? Are you able to take a deep breath? Are your shoulders all tensed up? Do you even know how to relax? Sometimes it can be discouraging because we're in this society where it's always go, 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 go. Don't stop. Climb higher. Push yourself. The body is not designed to take on those extremes. I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, and I was referencing roller coasters and why they are so short. It's exciting and it's thrilling, but going that fast and upside down and loops and circles jolts and drops can you imagine being on a roller coaster for 10 minutes oh my gosh it would be too much for your body you will be over it after the first two minutes maybe 90 seconds really 10 seconds if you ask me because I don't do roller coasters but it's so important to be kind to your body think of it as a two-way relationship your body gives what it gets I remember seeing a photo on Instagram and it was like a cartoon drawing it's a black and white cartoon drawing and it was a guy sitting down on the couch and he had a phone next to him. He had a laptop next to him. He was watching TV and then he had like a bowl of snacks and written on the phone. It said crap written on the laptop. It said crap on the screen written on the TV had the word crap and um, the outside label of the bowl. He was eating the snacks from it said crap. And then it illustrated him thinking, why do I feel like crap? The result of what you get from your body is what you put into your body. Listen to your body when it's speaking to you. Some people can go three back-to-back -back days and exercise, but then others, that first day you're exercising, I remember I had a whole week planned out and I did this really challenging fitness routine and I was so sore, like I barely had any range of motion, like I couldn't extend my arms out all the way. I just went way too hard. And I said, you know what, Maria? Your workout is going to be rest, stretching, and drinking your water. You can go back another day. It is so critical that we listen to our bodies and that we honor ourselves. And one way to honor yourself is to make sure that you are pursuing your goal at the appropriate pace, which leads me to that final pillar of mind, body, and business. Of course, the business, professionalism. And I want to speak specifically about pacing because I have learned so much about this <laughs> as an entrepreneur, a small business owner. And I want to read something from a website called Competitive Edge. 
I understand the importance of pacing when it comes to running, but also pacing when it comes to achieving a professional goal. Now, pacing defined on this website says, in its most basic definition, pacing refers to the rate at which you run. So you could say the rate at which you pursue a goal. The main premise behind it is to ensure that you preserve enough energy for your entire workout. Without pacing, you risk potential issues like burnout and overtraining. And you also risk placing if you are in a competitive race. So oftentimes we think that the winner of the race is going to be the first person that comes out the block, the one who is leading the pack, you know, the first half of the race. And that's not always the case, right? Most of the time it's not the case. We see a person coming from fifth place, second place, third place, catching up to that person that expended all of that energy at the beginning. Professionally, it's also good to apply this mindset because when you pace yourself, you reduce the likelihood of burnout and increase the likelihood of success. I've shared this several times on social media, but one of the biggest lessons that I learned when it comes to pacing is that sustainability requires the same effort as acquisition, if not even more effort. And what I mean is when you achieve a goal, you work really hard to accomplish something, there's still work to do (laughs) once you get to the goal. And sometimes people don't realize that they still have work to do until they get to the top of the mountain. Sustaining what you have achieved also requires effort. When you cut back your calories and exercise and sleep well and move your body, you're going to lose weight. But guess what? Once you get to that goal size, that goal number on the scale or that goal pant size, you still have to put in some work to sustain the success that you've achieved. And saying this is so easy because even to this day, I sometimes find myself in cycles where I'm going really hard, um, really fast at the beginning when I should be gradually pacing myself. So this is something that you have to be mindful of to make sure that you're practicing it when you're pursuing a goal, whether it's, you know, for your fitness, professional goal, personal goal, financial goal, pacing yourself can help ensure you stay present inside of the process that you absorb everything that you need to learn along the way. It can help prevent mistakes and again, increase the likelihood of success. So I can tell you specifically a time when I went way too hard and man, it came at the expense of me having to take a three or four month break. It was back in February and I set a very ambitious goal for my apparel sales. I wanted to hit five figure sales in one month. And I did multiple five-figure sales in one month. And I was so proud of myself. But let me tell you, I went so hard. I was doing organic posts on social media. I bought Facebook ads. Um, I tripled up my inventory. I took so many new product pictures. I was just doing a lot of marketing and promotion. So I was super happy with the results. And by the third week of that month, I was already doing my budget for the next couple of months. I was like, oh, well, this is life. I'm always going to do this many sales and this much money every month because I didn't set a new standard. But I didn't realize (laughs) that I was going so hard and it just was not sustainable. So what ended up happening is I barely made a tenth of what I made the previous month. And it just, the numbers just kept going down until I got to a month where I barely made like a hundred bucks because I was so burnt out and I was trying to figure out how to duplicate the pace of that first month 
when I achieved really great results. Had I paced myself and said, okay, well, maybe I'll try to do, you know, mid four figures. Maybe that's more sustainable because I got some skin in the game. Um, I've been selling this apparel for many years. I understand my customers. I know how to talk to them. I know how to reach them. Um, Maybe I shouldn't go so hard. Now, I will say that I do think it's important to set ambitious goals, but you also have to be realistic about what's sustainable. And so from that, I learned that I really need to pace myself. I also need to make sure that I don't have multiple goals going at the same time, goals that have the same exact deadline, because you're going to miss some of the details. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get burned out. So it's really important to pace yourself with your goals, even if they're not in the same category. You know, if you have a financial goal, a personal goal, a professional goal, a fitness goal, and you're running all of them at the same time on the same deadline, it's going to feel overwhelming. So pacing yourself is really key and also staggering the deadlines of your goals is really important as well. I also want to tap on another topic in the business professionalism realm In each episode, I have a feature called Tell Me More, and this is your opportunity to ask me any mind, body, and business question. And so this is a business question. The question comes from Angela, and it's about productivity. So Angela writes, Hi, Maria. I've been following you on social media for about two years now, and I've always admired how you balance your family life, your job, and your business. I have a really hard time doing the same And I want to know what your secret is. Two things, girl, prayer and patience. But a more practical response would be uh, basically productivity. And as soon as I read this question, I just felt like I was seeing myself because I have totally been there. I have been on the other side of watching people just achieve so much in a day. And I'm like, did you get an extra six hours added on to your 24? How are you getting all of these things done? How are you cooking dinner, doing homework with the kids, loving on your husband, running a business? Like what is going on? Do you have a stunt double? And this was until I hired a peak performance coach and I was introduced to the idea of working in a distraction-free environment. And this is something that has worked for me. And I think it's something that everyone should do, whether you're a small business owner or not. If you are trying to be really focused and get more done in less time, working in a distraction-free environment can really help you. And when I say distraction-free, I'm talking your phone is not in the room. There's not a bunch of people in your house that can easily access you. Your notifications are on do not disturb. You are completely zoned in on the task in front of you. And I was, I'll use the word, I was shocked when I realized how much I could get done in 90 minutes with no distractions. Literally things that used to take me six hours to do. I got done in 90 minutes because I was working without distractions. First, be very clear about what the task is. Remove all of the distractions. So that means electronic devices, TVs, anything that is going to pull your attention away from the task in front of you. Now, the only thing that I'll say is okay to have going on is music. And certain kinds of music can calm your mind and promote the creativity you need to come up with new ideas. And again, complete that task in front of you. So I use an example. One thing that used to take me six hours to do was creating the graphics for my social media. And I would start the graphic, but then I would like check my phone. And then I would come back and start a little bit 
And then, you know, I would have the TV going on and then I would go back to it. You know, I'll be near the kitchen. You know, I, I would just have all kind of distractions, all kind of reasons to stop doing what I was doing. And so when you think about flow state or, or being in the flow of something, when you disrupt that flow, it's not like you can pick right back up where you left off. Sometimes your brain has to start all over again to get back to the point where you left off. So once you're in that flow state and you're in that vein of creativity and calm, no distractions, stay there and give your full attention to the task in front of you. I can tell you from personal experience, this method is absolutely magical. I even use it when I am being intentional about the attention that I give to my children. When my daughter comes to me with good news or trying to tell me about her day and I'm on my phone, I put it down. I look her eye to eye. I ask her questions. I interact. I engage. I let her see that I'm interested. So there's a lot of power in giving your full attention to a task. And when you do this, I think that you'll realize you have many more hours in the day than you think. One thing that I mentioned in a previous podcast episode is doing a time inventory looking at your entire day and saying, okay, what did I do between nine and 12? What did I do between 12 and three, three and six, six and nine? And oftentimes people, when they go back and look like, oh man, I spent an hour on social media right here. And I was at the gym, but I talked to one of my homegirls for 30 minutes after my workout. And you start piecing this time together that you didn't intend to spend doing these other random things that are not associated with whatever goal you're trying to achieve. And that'll show you where your time is going. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't socialize and take a break and engage on social media, but you have to be really disciplined about it, especially if you're trying to get multiple things done. So distraction-free environment, try it out. Pick a task or two or three. You may find that you're able to do five things in 90 minutes when you don't have any distractions. Again, if you want your tell me more question included in the Mind, Body and Business podcast, be sure to DM your question to me on Instagram at mbbpod. That is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body and Business with Maria Moore. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope that you found the information insightful, relatable, practical, and there's something that you can take away from it. I look forward to continuing the conversation on the next episode. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore. Supervisory podcast producer, Colby Kolbtiner. Sales partnerships, Sam Tatum. Integrated marketing and partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital marketing, J.R. Davis and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. Soul Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.